0: Thanks, everybody, for being so patient and wonderful.
1: Yeah. Happy holidays.
0: Merry happy
1: New Year.
0: Christmas, Hanakwanzaka.
1: Yeah, Christmas, Hanakwanzaka. <laughs> Christmas they Day. They called on the OC. Yes. Ooh, Boxing Day. How British of you. We happy. do have some British listeners, so happy Boxing Day after Christmas, peeps. Our Canadian, Our Canadian folks
0: celebrate as well.
1: You know? Yeah, they all fall under the Commonwealth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I guess. The Queen. <laughs> uh, oh my um, The
0: Queen. Yeah. Wait, sorry, that was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ooh, we're starting early tonight. Oh gosh. welcome to the true crime abc's podcast i'm danny and i'm sarah take a journey with us through our alphabet of true crime one letter at a time listen through the end of each episode
0: for reading recommendations and a sneak peek into what's going on in the
1: podcast next week this episode is supported by the letter s and this week we are delving into crimes related to stalkers Ooh. Ooh, stalkers Exciting. i stuff. mean boo I know. stalkers it's really yeah it's a little bit I... terrifying um <laughs> This is one of those episodes where I have to, like, tell, for our listeners, one of our best friends, that she can't listen because it will mm-hmm. explode her anxiety into a whole no Yeah, way. So I just can't. Yeah, if you're so not no, into yeah, it, Jenna then Jenna, don't definitely... listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next episode, um, Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we got to pick, like, a funny, oh, like, my gosh, I don't know. A code word funny. for, <laughs> a safe word yeah, for Jenna at <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the podcast. Okay, stalking crimes statistics. Um, the U.S. Department of Justice defines stalking as a pattern of repeated and unwanted attention, harassment, contact, or any other behavior directed at a specific at a specific person at a specific person that causes the target to feel threatened, frightened, or unsafe. Um, stalking can manifest in various forms, including in-person stalking, cyber stalking, which has become a larger problem yeah. with the introduction of technology and the Internet, and other intrusive behaviors.
0: So while many cases involve perpetrators known to the victims, um, like ex-partners or acquaintances, there's definitely a darker side where strangers become uh, relentless pursuers. Stalking uh, is basically a crime that transcends boundaries um, and can escalate in severity over time, affecting individuals regardless of, you know, race, culture, gender, identity, age, or sexual orientation.
1: Yeah. Per the CDC, stalking tactics encompass a range of intrusive behaviors, which can include unwanted following and approaching of the victim at their home, workplace, or school, employing GPS technology for location monitoring, leaving threatening items like notes or whatever, and sneaking into the victim's home or car. Most perpetrators utilize technology like hidden cameras and unwanted communication, again, especially in recent years, mostly through phone calls, text, emails, or sending unwanted, unwanted items to instill fear or cause stress in the lives of their victims.
0: Despite its pervasive nature, stalking is illegal across the United States. However, the definition of the crime varies among state to state, definitions. And then, you know, Washington, D.C. has its own sort of definition. Mm -hmm. The different tribal and federal lands have their own sort of definitions. So, of course, that adds a level of complexity to making sure that justice is found across, you know, every
1: case. Uh, Nearly one in three women and one in six men have experienced stalking victimization at some point in their lifetime. Terrifying statistic. (laughs) I know, which is wild. About 1.3 percent which is about 3.4 million people of all persons age 16 or older have reported being victims of stalking in 2019. Mm. Again, with that being like reported stalking. Yeah. Um, and the percentage of persons who experienced stalking or who reported experiencing stalking declined from 1.5% in 2016 to one3 in 2019. So hopefully we're continuing in that downward trend. Although I doubt it. We'll <laughs> see. so less than a third
0: um, of all stalking victims reported the victimization so that's 29 percent in 2019 so also in 2019 females were stalked more than twice as often as males um Mm -hmm. so that was 1.8 percent of females to 0.8 percent of males Uh, and then also in 2019 uh an estimated 67% of victims of both traditional stalking and stalking with technology were fearful of being killed or physically harmed.
1: Yikes, that's crazy. Um, and most of those statistics came from a Bureau of Justice study that was done with an organ, I believe, with an organization called SPARK, which is the Stalking Prevention Awareness and Resource Center. Mm -hmm. I think I got that right. pretty sure I got that right. Back check us. Back check it. I will also link, of course, the stocking pack sheet and any places that we got information from for all of our people out there who love a good citation. Awesome. Like myself.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So this week, um, I am going to be sharing the story of Shana Grice, who is- Uh, who was 19 at the time of the story. so young. Yeah,
1: I know. Actually, mine is young. She's a youngin' too. Mm. So Shayna Grice
0: was a 19-year-old woman who was living in East Sussex in the UK. Um, Okay. And she, I don't know, it was like 2015, the summer of 2015, she Mm -hmm. began this new job. She started a brand new position at Brighton Fire Alarms, which is a pretty big break for her um, because it allowed her to save up for her upcoming wedding to her fiance, um, who she had known since like secondary school, which was basically Mm. like middle school, junior high um, in the U.S. Mm. So she starts this new gig um, and this guy whose name is Michael Lane He's a 26 year old mechanic. He introduces himself to Shayna at work. And of course, there's an immediate attraction. And they soon began a secret affair. No. Of course. I know. So they had this affair going on. And I think it sort of fizzled out for Shayna before it did for Michael. Right. Um, it sort of ran its course. And Shayna actually ended things with Michael. But this was sort of when things took a turn. So Michael became really volatile, which, of course, you know, I don't think typical man. Yeah, I'm shit. Like, I don't think anyone is surprised <laughs> by the <this> story. <laughs> see, see, see the previous statistics, yeah. um, but he, of course, was really upset. His behavior his behavior became increasingly controlling and obsessive, mm. um, and the whole course of this sort of ran about eight months. Yeah. but he had spied on her of course he did use a gps tracker on her car <sighs> so he was tracking her locations um he broke- what year was this this was 2015 so i don't okay. know if they were like air tags or what they what they were yeah there had it was to like be something app. yeah
1: um
0: or if it was like a you know black market Find my iphone kind yeah. of oh yeah thing. he went to like the know. spy store yeah like slapped it on her car like in I don't know,
1: like in all the movies from yeah. our preteen years. He actually years went and found
0: an Inspector Gadget and <laughs> bought one from him.
1: Hey, listen, my dog is named after an Inspector Gadget <laughs> character, I <love> it. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, silliness. Okay, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. So, um, so he did all sorts of crazy stuff. But he yeah, put a tracker so. on her car. He actually broke into her house um, while she was sleeping oh, one time and assaulted creep. her, not sexually, but assaulted her. Right. Um, And, of course, she went to the police for help. I think a total of, like, five times. And they're like,
1: we can't do anything until he actually murders you.
0: You just, you just wait.
1: So. Drives me nuts.
0: The first time she went there to the police to warn of Michael's behavior, obviously, she said, look, I don't really know. This was her quote. She told them, I don't know. I don't really know how to start this conversation, but I think I'm being stalked. So, like, she was very aware of the situation, what was going on. And was pretty clear about that, it seems. Um, So she told the police about what was going on. There was damage to her car that she reported to the police. Um, I guess he had been, Michael had been hiding by her house and all sorts of weird stuff. So um, despite detailing months of this behavior and unwanted, you know, the unwanted targeting Mm -hmm. that Michael had been doing to her, the police office closed the case. Following Ugh. a short investigation. And Lane was advised to leave her alone, basically. Which
1: seems effective. Oh, hmm? yeah. God, I hmm? love a piece of paper that says, no, don't. I don't
0: even know if they did that. I think they actually, like, talked to him and just said, hey, man, you got to cut this out.
1: Yeah, hey. Hey, s- hey, pal. <laughs> hey, bud. Uh, hey, bud. Hey, bud.
0: Maybe find yeah. a new hobby.
1: Yeah, go. Let's go get a pint. And we yeah. will tell you why you shouldn't be stalking. why you shouldn't be... Continuing to talk to your ex-girlfriend.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you're upset at this point in the case, you should be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. But
0: Hell it, yeah. it actually gets a little bit worse on how the police oh, handled no. this. So they didn't, obviously, fully investigate everything. Um, they did, however, find Shayna for wasting their time and providing false reports.
1: Oh, that's fucking garbage. She was garbage. fined.
0: For providing false reports. Okay, let's just keep that in mind.
1: So God, I love blaming the victim. Mm, yeah. It's my favorite.
0: So obviously, like, this decision and this whole situation with the police received huge criticism later on. After, yeah. you know, <laughs> after the
1: fact. Good. I hope uh, somebody lost their job, at least. Well, we'll get to that. Did they at least get fined? We'll get to that. <sighs>
0: we'll get to that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Of course, they did not take her seriously. Um, and of course, as she basically predicted and told them was going to happen, she tragically was found murdered in her home in August of 2016. And weird, Michael Lane was arrested and charged with her murder. So, fun.
1: No, but they told him to stay away.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Isn't How not that, that work? enough? How did that uh. work? Why didn't the, I don't know. So, of course, during the trial, evidence emerged that, like, He had a history of this type of behavior towards her. Uh, The court heard all about his actions, including the tracker, the breaking in. I think at one point he actually stole a key to her house um, or to her apartment where she was living at the time, which is also
1: terrifying. And like in my head, too, I'm like, you don't just (coughs) do this one time. Well, they told him to stay away. (laughs) But like, but like I, I mean just he's 27. Like this isn't the first girl he stalked. Like well, creep, being a creep ass mm-hmm. is like it's not a something that just like turns on. You yeah. just are one. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't know. Yuck. Yeah. It's a, it's a firm yuck from mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's a lot of yuck. Yeah.
0: So, March of 2017, finally, he was found guilty of Shayna's murder. Was sentenced Good. to life in prison. I'm not sure exactly how the UK terms work, but It's a minimum term of 25 years. So it doesn't sound to me like he got, like, life without parole or whatever. It sounds like they're going to reevaluate in 25 years, which is not great.
1: Interesting.
0: But um, so, of course, the case raised huge concerns about the way that authorities handled the case um, of stalking, domestic abuse. And, of course, it led to huge reviews of, like, police procedures and practices Mm -hmm. and all that. So, of course, the police response is, like, one of the biggest parts about this case, because it's absolutely ludicrous. Like, Mm -hmm. how this, how nothing happened, how Shana was (laughs) fined. Like, I don't, I don't know. How did she not lose her absolute mind? Uh, Like, on the police? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) So we'll get to the piece about what happened with the law enforcement. But just a quick run through of the timeline. Um, So all of this sort of started in March of 2016 when the first um, incidents and reports with the police started happening. Mm -hmm. Um, In July of 2016, she again went to the police about the ongoing harassment. That was when they um, were again told about the harassment that she was going through. August 2016 is when she was found murdered. So Mm -hmm. this was all, you know, over the course of a few months. Um, And then, of course, he was murdered. Or, I'm sorry. Then, of course, Michael was arrested and charged in 2016. It was actually March of 2017 that they stood trial. And he was found guilty. So, pretty quick turn of events as far as that goes. Um, But when it comes to the actual police response... The investigation, um, there was actually an update. There was actually an update in 2020. And the parents of Shana had tried to file a motion basically to do a full independent and focused inquest on what mm-hmm. happened with her case and why it was so, you know, <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. However, the results of that were, quote unquote, hugely disappointing. Um, There was a high court ruling in 2020 um, where basically they said that all of the previous inquiries were effective and that established. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's so effective that she died. Yeah. Um, I hate it. They also said that the results of previous investigations, quote, established relevant facts, which provided a, quote, sufficient element of public scrutiny.
1: I hope her family got that $90 or 90 pound fine back or whatever. I just, listen, I
0: don't know, but it's absolutely crazy. So, um, it's definitely, you know, like they said, hugely disappointing for nothing really to have happened.
1: Understatement of the decade.
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe some of our UK folks that know a little bit more, you know, local details about this but yeah as far as i know and could find there was not really anything that happened or came of the situation with the police department other than the yeah. basically criticism and the fact that they were gonna quote unquote look into adjusting some pr- procedures
1: <laughs> yeah so and like
0: ugh.
1: and i assume like the justice system there is it's probably not crazy different from the u.s but I don't know. I like that. Yeah. My only point of reference is like broad church and Mm -hmm. Rosemary and time, which is like a 1980s (laughs) British sitcom that I used to watch. (laughs) It played on like PBS. So (laughs) although I do love a good British procedural, Mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, I'm sure that is the same as like people's understanding of the U S court system is from law and order SVU. Like it just isn't, you know what I mean? It just is not the same thing. So yeah. Uh, P.S. if you guys have not watched (laughs) Broadchurch it's so good I think it was on Netflix or one of those oh my god so good highly recommend oh oh my gosh um, terribly disappointing
0: story so sorry about that guys but yeah yeah, I mean I think the the biggest silver lining here is like it it definitely highlighted some of the problem so Mm -hmm. you know the more it can be talked about the more the stalking is clearly defined for people and it's more of a universal definition, I think will continue to help.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the cases. So, yeah. Well, that's horrific. And hey, we're just going to continue the horror. Yeah.
0: This is definitely like a, I don't know. Stalking. It's a, it's a good topic, but man, some of it is like, it's it's a little close. It's a hot one. Yeah.
1: Like it's, I think as women, yeah. That's fair. I saw Even the though I know, like, I know that obviously there are women who are crazy and stalk men as well. Yeah. But, like, I feel like statistically women stalkers are not homicidal. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most male stalkers are not either. But there is a, a certain sense of control mm-hmm. and... I think there's think that goes into Physicality
0: it. to it, too, right? Like, yeah. You know, like having to, you fend want to scare off, them. Yeah. Like having to, as like, a woman, having to fend off a male stalker <laughs> right. versus the other way around. I don't know. It seems like.
1: I saw this one TikTok. Sorry, we're totally digressing into like <laughs> feminism or whatever. I saw this one TikTok where it was like a woman on the street was asking people, like, when it's dark out how do you walk to your car and you she, <laughs> she like interviewed men and women and the guys were like well i just walked to my car what do you mean like this is a dumb question <laughs> and said, no. the women were like well i take like three friends with me and i keep my key in my hand in case i have to stab anybody in the eye with it and Make sure i have a rape whistle it. and i have mace and you look in your back seat and it and, and it's like a 10-step process mm-hmm. to get from the bar to your car yeah and it's yeah. like, that is, I feel like it's a very wide portrait of the difference between mm-hmm. being a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like a very easy yeah, analogy to use yeah. for that, you know, for that specific thing. Yeah. But it's just, it's wild, people. I'm going to talk about Rebecca Schaefer today.
0: Good one. Ugh.
1: So Rebecca Schaefer was born on November 6, 1967 in Eugene, Oregon. She's another Scorpio like myself. Um, She started her career in modeling and she was pretty young. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time she was 16, she had been on the cover of Seventeen and Cosmo, but found that her true passion was actually acting. And soon after she had made that decision, she started to look for acting jobs and ended up on a couple of different soap operas, like I think Guiding Light and um, One Life to Live, you know, kind of like your classic daytime soaps. Um, and she started getting noticed. In the late 80s, she landed her breakthrough role on a on a sitcom called My Sister Sam, um, where people fell in love with her. Like she's charming and she was talented and... It sort of put her on the stage to having to what seemed like it was going to be a long successful career. Mm-hmm. She did end up in a couple of different movies in the late nineteen eighties. One called Radio Days, which was I think a Woody Allen movie, mm-hmm. and then a movie called Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills. Um, and again. She was getting really, really good, like, rave reviews about her potential as an actress and what people could see her doing in the future. Unfortunately, her time was cut short and she was murdered at the age of 21 in her apartment in Hollywood. I
0: think you said another young one.
1: Another young one. So let's talk about her creep ass
0: not her creep ass his, the creepass creep
1: ass, creep <laughs> ass who was her creep ass, ass.
0: stalker
1: <laughs> yeah um so robert john bardo um, was a couple years younger than her which is surprising um he was only 18 when hmm. all of this went down and he had a pretty shitty childhood very unstable his parents divorced when he was really young not that it is even remotely an excuse for anything as two the two of us are both yep. Hashtag no the products of early oh. divorce and the, we're not psychopathic stalker murderers not so yet. here we are uh, there's still time um, <laughs> <laughs> um he actually had pretty severe mental health issues mm-hmm. and they later found that he was schizophrenic oh. um but his mental health issues kind of manifested as, A weird obsession with celebrities. Okay. Um, As he got older, his obsessions got more intense. um, And he focused, obviously, on young and successful women. But his infatuation wasn't confined to just admiring them from afar, right? He decided he needed to do something about it. So he began to, like, people started around him, started noting that, like, he was acting kind of delusional and talking about these women as if he had a personal relationship with them, which just would not have been the case. If you see him, yeah. he does not, he's, he's not dating celebrities. Um, so as Rebecca got more popular, Bardo's obsession got a little bit more intense and it eventually got to the point where he started to write her letters and in those letters, I, he would tell her, like, he thought she was beautiful and he loved her. But he'd also talk about, like, really disturbing things that he'd want to do to her slash with her. He looks terrible. Um, yeah, sorry. he's he, real creepy. Like, what? He looks exact. Like, if you... If you close your eyes and think of serial killer...
0: Yeah, he's, it's
1: his face. His is the face you see. Oh, yeah, nice. exactly. He's he's really, he's not a pretty guy. And he's, and not even that he's not good looking, no, but he's I also just, just
0: really get dark. I just get a car with him or like go anywhere alone with him. Yeah, he
1: just, like he has like a darkness. You know how some people you see them and you're like, oh, they have seen some things. He has that like haunted look about him. He's just really Ooh, Yeah,
0: it's chilling so scary. a little
1: Yeah, I like it. Ooh, not the for ick. me. I believe
0: it's what the yeah. kids are calling it these
1: days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids, kids these days are calling it the egg. Oh, no cap. <laughs> I just took a drink so of water. <laughs> <I'm> so old. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh
0: Lord!
1: Oh, I am that teacher. Okay. Um. The letters that he was sending her obviously were throwing up red flags galore, yeah. um, but the legal framework didn't exist yet to provide her with any protection. I
0: feel like also what you it was like the seventies and eighties,
1: late eighties. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know.
0: The world. was I was, was like, I feel like I mean, maybe there's a perspective, like some a lens that we need to look through for some of this because I feel like right. maybe at that time it wasn't taken as seriously. Right. Just because, eh, it's, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, they it took precautions, so. Right. Or were cautious about it.
1: Yeah. Bardo, again, continued sending her letters, but eventually got to the point where he's like, letters are not enough. I'm not getting... I'm not getting the response from her that I want. Did she ever respond to any of
0: the letters, or was she immediately? I don't like, this think is creepy. so. I don't. Love I this. think
1: a lot of the mail went through her people. company, yeah. like her management people. So I don't think she saw a ton of it. Okay. Um, and if she did, obviously she just said, "Well, this is disturbing," but probably didn't assume that anything much would come. Someone of it. was gonna yeah. come. Yeah. In ni- in July of 1989, Bardo actually travels to L.A. With the intent to meet Rebecca Mm. Schaefer. Um, He, in a creepy turn of events, hired a private investigator who very easily got her address. Like, I'm, I can't remember where I read it and I didn't put it in my notes because I don't want this to feel like victim shamey. I'm pretty sure that the private investigator like got her mother's phone number and tricked her mom oh, into giving no. him the address. Yeah, you know what I mean? I so like I'm sure, like, all. yeah, like break, like, oh, it breaks my heart. Um, so again, it was really easy for him to get this information, mm-hmm. even in like the pre-Spokio Whitepages.com days. You know what I mean? Like the internet Do didn't you even not exist remember yet. Yellow pages,
0: like the white pages, oh, uh, the actual yeah. white pages, and like you had to pay to have your number restricted, to have it removed.
1: Yeah, so, like it's so public crazy. information.
0: In those wild right. west
1: days of the, the telephone. It is, the world the was telephone. insane, guys. <laughs> those curly cords always get knotted in oh shit. Ugh. You didn't oh. have the rotating bottom thing on the
0: on the bottom of your phone, your handset, so that it wouldn't get all twisted up? You know what I'm talking about?
1: No, oh my God. we didn't have this. What is this you speak <gasps> of? We went from shitty's twirly cord immediately to Cordless? wireless handset. Oh, I'm like sorry, there what did was you
0: no in just call A wireless handset?
1: yeah a
0: cordless phone girl what are you
1: talking about it's a wireless <laughs> handset listen my dad worked for at&t okay it, oh, God, it was a wireless handset according to the fucking boxes dad yeah, that's terrifying I'm sorry i'm <laughs> oh, so Papa sorry peter Pu- peter oh Papa um peter. <laughs> <laughs> so july 1989 july 18th to be a oh, day before my husband would have just been turning three. <laughs> oh. um oh precious little baby <laughs> nick um he, Bardo went to Schaefer's home mostly because he was angry at her because she had appeared in a sex scene in the film Stop scenes it. from The Class Struggles in Beverly Hills and in his eyes she had lost her innocence and became quote here another Hollywood whore Fun. which is what he told her and she sent him away she's like I'm sorry I don't know you bye and send him away. He
0: just straight up like went to her house. There was no
1: yeah. He went to her apartment and knocked on her door, and oh. she opened it. And she like tried to be polite. She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Bye." Like I'd, I, I don't did she open like the she door? wasn't rude. I mean, again, 1989. She probably somebody knocked on the door. You open it, and then I guess he started spouting stuff off at her. And again, it was it was said that she was polite, but how do we even know? Yeah, we only know what he yeah. would say. So. And she closed the door, unaware that this is- Bardo had deeper intentions. So he actually left. He left and went away and came back later that day where he knocked on the door. She answered it again and he shot her mm. in her doorway. Um, She unfortunately died. I mean, she died, obviously, which is unfortunate. She, uh, supposedly died quickly um i didn't see anything i don't like i think she was dead on arrival like they didn't have her on like support
0: or anything for days or anything
1: no bardo was convicted that was like not a big shock there um he received a life sentence without the possibility of parole oh good good yeah yes yeah yeah yes claps for the
0: u.s government Uh, system great job there
1: on board He's currently 53 and still serving his sentence at Avenel State Prison in California. Um, there are some good things that came from this. So Rebecca Schaefer's murder had a very profound impact on the stalking laws in California and later the United States as a whole. Um, because of how shocking her death was, there was a, a pretty quick reevaluation of the existing legislation, which led to changes. Which is yay. Yeah. Um, so California actually implemented anti stalking laws following her murder. Oops. Um California and other states as well strengthened strengthened their anti stalking laws and clarified them a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like kept did not keep them quite so vague so that things could actually get done. And also um established stricter penalties for people who were convicted. Harsher punishments for Never,
0: Stan. What's that line for? For congeniality She goes to answer the fucking question. Oh God! <laughs> <Harsherponitans I'll> for punishment? <laughs> oh my God!
1: Repeat offenders, Stan, or whatever. <laughs> Harsher? <Harsherponitans laughs> oh my gosh! I can like see her I face know. as she says it. Oh, Sandy Bullock, my face <laughs> Thank you, Stan. She does like a. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh man! Sorry. I need to watch that movie. It's been a minute. It's so good. Uh oh. it's right up there with legally blonde on movies that every time it's on tv i have to watch it oh yeah Whew. sorry about oh, man. that we digress restraining orders <sighs> um the uh state of california also enhanced legal provisions related to restraining orders um where judges were actually given more authority to issue and enforce restraining mm-hmm. orders nice. um you know with the hope of protecting potential victims from further harm uh, confidentiality measures um, because it was so easy for Ooh. Bardo to obtain Rebecca Schaefer's personal information um, legislation was introduced to enhance confidentiality of, prof- of personal information um, which would make it more difficult for stackers to- stalkers to access the details about whoever they're stalking like <laughs> um, and it restricted the release of addresses and other ins- uh, other sensitive information but again It's not like he, like, looked up her number in the phone book.
0: Right.
1: He circumvented the process. But, I mean, it's still a good thing to have in place. But um, there was also a reassessment of security measurements for celebrities specifically. Mm -hmm. The entertainment industry as a whole began implementing enhanced security protocols so that STARS felt safer Mm -hmm. um, and also collaborated more with law enforcement agencies. Definitely a good thing. Which is, again, a good thing. And then finally, in a national level, um, the California stocking laws sort of rippled across the US. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca Schaefer's case contributed to a bigger conversation about the need for anti-stocking legislation, mm-hmm. Um Following these events, the U.S. Congress passed the Interstate Stalking Punishment and Prevention Act in 1996, which made it a federal offense to cross state lines with the intent to stalk. So Bardo was in Texas, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he would have been it would have been a federal case if he had he, Mm -hmm. you know, had this happened 10 years later. So. That is the sad, sad tale of Rebecca Schaefer's murder, mm-hmm. but the positive outcome of enforcing and strengthening laws against stalking. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, thanks for sharing, Sarah. I'm one. so sorry, everybody, that you have to be part of this conversation. <sighs> yeah, it's a, oh, <laughs> uh, it's sex, but it's, they need to be discussed. Awareness. Book recommendations, book recommendations. I remembered the tune even after all these weeks. Very nice. Very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. So my book is actually not related to my story this week necessarily. Um, but this is sort of a different take um, on stalking. So this is a book by Doreen Orion. Or Orion I'm not sure how she pronounces it. Um, but it's called I Know You Really Love Me. And it's a psychiatrist. Uh, sorry. It's a psychiatrist
1: psychiatrist's <laughs>
0: journal, um, which delves into stalking and obsessive love. So this is actually her take on how she handled the situation of a patient of hers that was stalking her, and how you sort of handle that with patient doctor confidentiality um, and all of the the different things that go with that. So there's a little bit in here as well about the different laws that have sort of changed um how authorities react to stalking and stalking behavior. So good a good um I guess expansion on our stories this week.
1: Oh, okay. Um I had actually considered doing a story that maybe like a n or a, like a fiction story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about a stalker or something, but then And then I found a different one, so. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was another (laughs) one. And then I didn't. I also have not had a ton of time to read lately, so this one really worked out because it's a collection of, like, shorter stories. Um, So this book is called Stalkers, True Stories of Deadly Obsessions Mm -hmm. by Eileen Ormsby. Um, It was really good. I admittedly only read the one related to my case, the short Mm -hmm. story related to my case, but it was really well written, in-depth, and followed along with a lot of the resources and information that I could find. Um, but, yeah, I've also been reading a lot of um, Harry Potter fan fiction <laughs> over break, so that's where <laughs> I'm at in my life right now. Um, again, that. I've luckily found a friend here in my tiny town who also likes uh, magical things like myself. Oh my and she she gave me a couple good – we've been swapping – fanfic recommendations and admittedly they're better than the shit that jk rowling was writing near the end so listen you
0: take a little inspiration story of the original hp and you turn it into something different it's
1: fun right and it's like you get more adult like darker (laughs) ones which is nice and i like continuing the world without jk rowling Mm because she's soup's problematic so (laughs) Uh, i'm okay Like, she gave us the world, but we're not letting her continue keeping it, so. <laughs> Spoken like a true millennial obsessed right. with Harry Potter. Yeah, it's
0: fine. Next week's episode will be supported by the letter T. Check us out on social media and give us
1: your best guesses on what our theme for next week will be. If you'd like to hear more from us, please check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon at True Crime ABC Podcast. Or email us your thoughts, ideas, and listener stories to True Crime ABC Podcast at... At gmail.com. If you are in the United States and you are someone you know needs assistance, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. You can also text them and I'll leave a bunch of things in the show notes. Um, I'll also leave one for the Brits and maybe the yeah, because yep. I can find those. Appreciate but- the Canadians. I don't,
0: um, I don't think the Canadians are going to enjoy that. No. <laughs>
1: well, they can just use the U.S. They can just use the U.S. hotline. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We're so sorry for the long pause, but we just wanted to enjoy the time with our fams. And Thank hope you. that you guys were doing the same. Absolutely. And we'll probably see you next week.
0: Yeah. We should. <laughs> That's the plan.
1: We should be back on track now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.